I am Tova Cito. And I am Janice Gant. And we believe our lives should be happy, healthy, and abundant. And that it is our job to get us there. Every week, we will have inspiring, educational, and fun conversations that will help you live your very best life. Welcome to The The Remedy. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome. Happy 4th of July coming weekend um, (laughs) to all of you. Happy, happy Monday. Well, it's Monday where we are. I don't know where it is where you are listening. (laughs) Uh, it's it's I'm really happy that I know where I am. Uh, yeah. And what day it is. <laughs> and what day yeah. it is. As much pain medicine as I'm yeah. on, this is a very big feat for me. Yeah, mine, I'm <laughs> off the pain medicine. I'm not sure what it is. <laughs> well, we uh, we don't have to answer that right now. Tom handed me this book to read. It says you the title of it is You're Not Listening. Oh. And it's true. I I, I You've can- mentioned that before, that he gets on you about how <laughs> you're not a very good listener, which is so shocking. Do you think it's because you listen to people all day, and yes. by the time your your last person walks out, you're tired? Tired of listening. listening? Totally. Yeah, I think that's exactly right, because when somebody's in, I mean, you know, when somebody's on the couch mm-hmm. and you're there, you are being very attentive very to present. every you word. You have to. And, you want and to. And their mood and their uh-huh. body language uh-huh. and all of that. And, and then uh-huh. when they leave, I'm kind of like, okay, veg. Yes. <laughs> and my brain goes night night. I do the same thing with when I first started podcasting. I did my own show for years and years, and people are like, why don't you do that anymore? I'm like, because... When I'm done with producing everyone else's, I just don't have the energy or the appetite for it anymore. That's exactly right. I love that you use those words, energy and appetite, because you do lose your energy. Because you used to be really hungry for it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's it. And sometimes if someone cancels, I'm like, oh, I'm so so glad they canceled because I had too many people booked anyway. I've gotten a lot better at that. But Uh when I first started, if somebody canceled, I was like, oh. My practice is going to dry up, uh, you know. <laughs> I still do And that. now it's like, ooh, hour, free hour. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I get it. Exactly. I really get it. Um, okay, we need to thank our sponsor for today, Samantha Norquist. Thank you so very much for being today's sponsor of this episode. I don't Thank like not being able to you. see it. There we go. Oh. <laughs> I was in the way of being able to oh. oh. <laughs> Thank uh, you, Samantha, yes. for doing that. Thank you, Samantha. We appreciate all of our listeners. We make it super easy for you to sponsor an episode. You can Venmo at Tova-Cedo. Um, or you can go to tovacedo.com, click on the remedy, and click on make a donation every episode is roughly $200, mas o menos, um, depending on how generous Kevin is feeling when he Venmo requests me at the beginning of every month. I'm pretty generous. <laughs> depending on how you hungry are. he is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's in the fridge. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's true. Well, we yeah, appreciate... Yeah, I'm kind of sorry we're not at her house with the fridge. Yeah. The hey, with- it's over. Oh, it is. The meal train has stopped. That is so sad. No, it's get devastating. Get some space in your fridge. <laughs> your kids are like, what's for dinner? And you're like, I don't know. Wheaties. Yeah, I don't know. I what miss your you ice and your water. Oh, my gosh. That is the best ice. Little. That's a great little ice machine. What kind is that? Isn't that cool? I got my brother one for Father's Day. It, that's a Great gift. It's like it's those little gift. bitty balls. It's Sonic. Yeah, it's, it's exactly Sonic ice. Like it is. So- and so, where'd you get that machine? I got it from Craig for Mother's Day. 
Oh, and it's like, it's like, it's what are the dimensions? Perfect. It's real like, small. It's, it's a GE, because I got one from my brother, and it's a, a GE, because I Amazon primed it for him. It makes that noise, though. Yeah, it is haunted. <laughs> if for some reason it makes some strange... But I know somebody else who has it, and I've asked her, does yours make noise? She was like, yes! So I think there's like a... I see def- ghosts. Yeah, there's a, there's a ghost. A gremlin. Ha- yeah, a gremlin. Uh-huh. But I sure love my ice. And now, I mean, when we were recording at my house, every time you would leave, you would fill up Every with, time. Yep. 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 I drink like... Three or four of these every day. That is so smart. But it's I'm a lot really of ice working in it. on that. On drinking more water. Yes, it's. Re- I gotta oh, have water. Me too. I am. I. I. I'm a thirsty girl. We're almost out here, and I'm like, I gotta go get some more. Oh, a bottled. Yes, that's one thing I miss about the old studio. Remember when we had the Ozarka yes. machine there? That yes. was, that, that was great. But yes, it's. We don't have one here. New new office. No bueno. No, yeah. water filtered water is a is a really good little commodity when mm-hmm. you're at an office. Yeah. Definitely. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. It really. Are is. you picky about your water? Well, I grew up in Lubbock, when the water tastes terrible, and your teeth so, turn brown. Mm-hmm, Everybody's did. teeth from Lubbock are stained. Yeah, it, it really? wasn't pretty. Yeah, it's a problem. You know that was one of my issues. Them. Dee Dee McCurry saying, Jana smoked cigarettes because oh, yeah. I had brown stain on my teeth. A lo- I, I know a lot of people who've mm-hmm. had those problems. But I had them bleached. Well, so your teeth gone. are real pretty. No, oh, thank you. But How y'all I- liking my f- new fake teeth? Did you get oh, them? Oh, yeah. look great. Uh-huh. They look great. So I had to get... Uh, in fact, real quick, somebody asked me, like several people have asked me on Instagram, will you please give us an update of how you're healing, how you're doing? Because I haven't talked about uh-huh. it. So I'll just say real quick, I actually went to the doctor today and Field Scoville, I need a discount for saying your name. He's the <laughs> best doctor. He for is. He's so sweet. Orthopedic stuff. And he he's the one who d- operated on my shoulder. But he said that the healing that I'm doing is just miraculous. I'm Good. walking. Uh, my pelvis and back and ribs and sacrum are all healing quite nicely. My shoulder, I don't have to wear my sling anymore, even though I'm scared to take it off because people won't know not to hug me oh, or yes. touch me because yes. it's still very, 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 yes. very painful. Um, so anyway, I'm doing great. But one of the things I also had to get fixed was my teeth because my face slammed down yeah, on the oh, ground. Oh, okay. That's, I was wondering and how I exactly did that my, happen. I chipped my tooth. And it slammed up into my root, and so I had root damage. So, do you even remember that happening? No, no. I I, I remember being hit, but yeah. I think I was in so much pain with everything else that my tooth was like Shock the and, yeah, last yeah, of yeah, my yeah. worries. Even though I could feel it, I was like, I mean, when I looked at myself like four or five days after the accident, I had a black eye and I had that huge nogger on the side of my head, and then I had chipped tooth. I asked my kids, I was like. Was anybody going to tell me that I had a black eye and like a huge, huge, like, I don't know, big, big, big. Like a goose egg? Goose egg on the side of my head. <laughs> Till a term and I can think of. I know. Well, That's a perfect term. And I said <laughs> to my medical term. kids, yeah, was clinical. anybody going to tell me that I have a goose egg and, and a chip? I mean, I knew about my tooth because I could feel it, but it was really bad. And they're like, Mom, you, like your chipped tooth and your black eye are the least of your problems right now. Yeah. So did they no. do veneers or yeah. something? Yeah, so okay. these are my temporaries. And then I get my my new fake teeth 
<laughs> okay, I'm going to I'm going to teach you a lesson. Oh, tell me. This so, is for all of our listeners uh-huh. who are interested when, in getting veneers. When you know, my friend Vicky and I go to San Miguel. We've been like three times, and we go. To, we take Spanish lessons, and we and our husbands come for like a couple of days, two or three days. And so we were all sitting at dinner one night in our in our the house that we rented, and. They had, you know, in Mexico or Europe, they had that really great French bread with the hard crust. And I bit into... Did it go flying? Your veneer go flying? Yes. I bit into... And then you had your little chiclet exposed all week? It (laughs) was. No. It flew across the room. I'm like, oh my gosh. And my friend Vicky goes... Oh my gosh. And so the next day, so I called my dentist and he said, put Vaseline in the veneer oh. and stick it on, but don't eat with it on. So you it'll to come take back out up. your tooth to eat. So, <laughs> well, no. So the next day we go to Spanish and we ask uh, our teacher, Sara, if she knew of a good dentist. And she said, yes, I know of a great dentist. And so I called the dentist. Got a cab. Vicky and Vicky went with me. She was like, "I don't know where where they're gonna right? take you." So we went to this dentist, and she put a new veneer on. Oh, and it worked. It's still in there. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank God so that watch, worked. And and my do- my dentist here said, "Do not bite into hard bread." Yeah, I'm break not gonna it, bite into anything. Break it. And I'm scared. Break it and peel it off. And then put a piece in your mouth because he said, you can't imagine the people that come in. I mean, like an apple, you would think that might be hard, but just bread, but it's the crust. Yeah. But it was pretty, my friend Vicky was like, I don't know what we're going to do, but I'm not walking around town with you (laughs) with that nub in your front. (laughs) Well, because I didn't know what they do is they, they, they shave down your teeth to put the veneer over. And, but so... I could feel what my teeth look like, but I was like, my friend Natalie asked me if I saw him. I was like, hell no. She was like, I didn't know. She said that. No way. Yeah. She said that she looked when she had hers done and that it was one of the most horrifying <laughs> things that's ever it's happened. It's horrifying. Yeah. It's I like a like a homeless person, yes. bless their heart. I always <laughs> think about this. And like when it's I'm like getting my hair cut, sudden, too. What if the power went out right as that happened and they're like, sorry, you're going to have to come back. And you had to leave and like walk around like that. How weird would that be? Yeah. What yeah. If, I mean, there's a lot of people who have janky teeth. And yeah. that's just their teeth. Like, we are so lucky to have the means to have oh, nice yeah. teeth and take care of our teeth. Yeah. And, and I'm, I never wanted or needed veneers, but, I mean, I don't mind them. I feel like I have a little bit of a lisp. I have to think about how I talk now. I'm sure I'll get used to You'll it. You'll get used to it. Good Lord. But stay away from the hardcore bread. Yeah. Good Yeah. Good idea. Good tip. Trust good me. little remedy. <laughs> Good um, speaking of, I love our topic today. I love our topics every week, but Gina's came up with this, and I think it's a really good one um, with the 4th of July. we um, Today we are going to talk about freedom, and there's lots of different kinds of freedom. Right. Um, there's political freedoms, which, Correct. you know, the 4th of July, we tend to, to think about how blessed and lucky we are to live in a country where we're free. Uh-huh. Um, where something like Roe versus Wade, regardless of where you land, we have the freedom to have an opinion about it. Right. You know, there's a whole bunch of people 
living on the other side of the pond and other side of oceans that they can't have an opinion. Right. Um, and right. we can. Uh, so we have political freedoms. We have, uh, we have, you know, living here in the United States, we have, we have freedoms to have our feelings. Occupational right. freedoms. Yeah, occupational, yeah. To our jobs, how many children, what to do with our children, where our children go to school. You know, yeah. we're, we just have, we're very, 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 very lucky to have, um, to have the freedoms. But when you, when you thought of this or you sent the text about this, one of the things that I really like that you wrote is freedom to feel, freedom to self-care, and freedom to choose what we want to believe. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I know that a lot of people are kind of down and out on the U.S. right now. Mm-hmm. But I do think, th- and and I guess I never really can sympathize with that mentality because I believe that we really do live in the best place. I totally agree. Um, and the easiest place. It's yes. a very easy place to live here in the United States because we are free. Right. We are right. free. And yeah. the things that we're not allowed to do, I think are are relatively speaking, <laughs> yeah. you know, keep us safe. Right. I agree. I agree. And I think that when we think about this country, it's it's amazing that when you think about how it all happened a long time ago mm-hmm. and when the pilgrims came and everything was started, it's, it's, it's miraculous. It is miraculous and that we way, are where we are today. Yeah. It's, I think it is. Probably, I mean, I do think it's one of the greatest countries in the whole world. Oh. I mean, probably the greatest, but I also, you know, I, tend, I lean towards Australia, too. I think yeah. they're both really great. Yeah. And, and England, I mean, there's a whole, there are other countries that are great, but I think that our freedom here is just amazing. Well, I think that, I think that living here in our country, not only are there rules and regulations and laws that kind of keep us all in check, but I also think that like, regardless of what you think about our political system Mm -hmm. and the fact that we have a sound one that where we have a voice, you know, uh, is that's what I like is, is we live in a place where our our vote really does count. It really does count. And Mm -hmm. we have, that in that choice to vote or not to vote and in having that choice to vote we become more educated about what the issues are and how do we feel about it and being able to go inside yourself and ask what do i what do i really believe or mm-hmm. am i acting on the beliefs that my parents gave me mm-hmm. maybe so or is that what I really believe? Is that what I really want for this country? Mm-hmm. And to be able to make those decisions is unbelievable. It really is. Because there are so many places, people that don't have that choice. Or the the government itself can be corrupt. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. And Not we, that ours isn't at times, but, well, but it, relatively well, speaking. Well, I think there are some people that are corrupt, right. but our government, I don't think as a whole, is corrupt at all. I agree with that. And think yeah. about our, think about our freedom with our religion. I mean, yeah, you know, you and I have been doing this for together for years, and we don't always agree, no, on um, on lots of topics. But I think it's something that that, and and you too, Kev. I mean, I love that sometimes we're all three on completely different pages, uh-huh. and yet 
we can voice it and we can express it and we can keep loving each other in spite of it. Yeah, and have the choice to, if you choose to worship in a in a church, in an institution, mm-hmm. then there are a lot of options. Yep. You know, if you like, I, I like the Episcopal Church because I like the... Uh, the kneeling, and I like the whole the the way the whole service flows, and you and like the old school I tradition. Like, sometimes. Well, uh-huh, mm-hmm. I do. I really do like that. I think that the services, uh, whereas I grew up in a Baptist church that was not it's not for me anymore. But my parents adored those churches, mm-hmm. you know. So just the fact that we have options. Oh yeah. And you can choose not to go to church. Yeah. You can go, you can be, believe in Buddhism. You mm-hmm. can, be, I mean, there are a lot of different religions and people can live in the same community and all choose a different avenue. Yep. Yeah, I think about growing up Mormon. Yeah. And, you know, when I was growing up Mormon, I always had a hard time with the theology. Uh-huh. I, even though I, w- I went and my parents made me go and I did, you know, I went to Brigham Young University. I did all the things, um, but I always had a problem with it. And then when I was, you know, when I could exercise my, and learn to exercise my voice, I mean, I, I, I think about almost, you know, a large part of my family is still very Mormon uh-huh. and it brings them a lot of peace yeah. and a lot of comfort. And I appreciate that yeah. for them. Um, but, I don't subscribe to it. I don't believe it. I don't, it's not for me. Same situation with my parents. Yeah. Do you, how are your parents with, with the fact that you walked away from that? How did, how do they, because they're still very much Catholic, aren't they? Definitely. And Uh my sister and my brother-in-law. Oh, Uh everybody is still. Uh, My brother and I are the only ones who are not. Okay. My brother considers himself like agnostic now. I'm not like that at all. Uh Uh-huh. So do you believe in God or do you believe in a higher power? I like to thank God. I think I've always had an innate feeling, you know, like that God exists Mm -hmm. my whole life. So Mm -hmm. I I would say definitely yes. I would definitely would consider myself in the Christian camp. Okay. And and how how has your family dealt with the fact that you have exercised your freedom and you don't engage in in that? I think it's something that they kind of got over, learned to deal with, you know. But they had to get over it. They did. Mm-hmm. And um, they also, I remember thinking it was strange one day, I made a comment about, like, religion for my children or whatever, and they're like, you wouldn't raise your children Catholic? And I'm like, what about my lifestyle as an adult leads you to believe that I would raise Catholic children? You know? But, um, and uh, it's funny also, uh, Lisa's mom kept telling her, she's like, if you marry him, you're going to have to convert to get Catholicism all stuff. She's like, mom, he's not even a practicing Catholic. I do not have to convert. Uh-huh. And I told her, I'm like, you do not have to convert. Um, but I think there's always sort of an underlying disappointment, a yeah. little uh-huh. bit, you know. Mm-hmm. I feel that from from some members of my family, uh, not my siblings, but I, I definitely and and I feel like there's a kind of a disappointment on my family as a whole, like like there there are things that are worth showing up for for other grandchildren that are not w- worth showing up for mm. for mine because it doesn't have the significance mm-hmm. oh yes like a baptism, a baptism or yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah yeah it doesn't sure. carry the weight that it would in the more like if it, if i was mormon and we were doing 
religious things, I feel like they would show up. And so they wouldn't show up for your kids being baptized in the Methodist church, no. let's say. No. Oh. But they would definitely show up for, let's say, my sister if her son was being baptized or her son was being confirmed or if her son was doing something special in the Mormon church, my Mormon it family would be there. For them. Yes. Well, so, so what's, so what does the, what does the more, what is the difference? What's the difference in the Mormon church? And There's a lot of really big differences in. So do they, but they believe in God. They believe in God. They believe in Jesus. Um, what the, the biggest difference, um, it, well, there's a, a lot of really big things, but uh, just to write off the, the uh-huh. you know, just to name a couple of really big ones, they believe that the Mormon church is the only true church. Okay. So they believe that there are the Mormons who have the truth, and th- so they believe that this guy, Joseph Smith, yep. in 1829, was trying to find the true church. He was a 14-year-old boy roaming around upstate New York and and he was going to the Presbyterian church, the Methodist church, the Baptist church. And he was like, God, I'm, I'm confused. Which one of these churches is true? God and Jesus came to him and revealed to Joseph Smith that none of those churches were true and that he would bring about the true gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what they say. And that the truth would be restored through him. And so I'm sure you've heard about the Book of Mormon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so Joseph Smith was told where the plates, the golden plates were, which is allegedly the Book of Mormon. And he was told where they were buried and he went to go get them. And they had these special sunglasses that could help him translate, which made the Book of Mormon. Do you, did they? The plates are gone. They lost them. Oh. So that's unfortunate. It is unfortunate for the Mormon religion because <laughs> a lot of people like, that's well, where, where are the, are the plates because uh-huh. you would think that if yeah. if a movement was founded on this that they would be you'd be really hard to lose them mm-hmm. yeah like where's the tablet with the Ten Commandments on it <laughs> <laughs> yeah Moses what you do with what that? that yeah but that that was rock it would be too hard to carry <laughs> that's that's true it broke along the way yeah. give Moses a break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, that's interesting. Anyway, so they believe that Jesus came back after he died uh-huh. to the Americas. If you're in America, they believe in the 19th century. They be- no, not the 19th century. I don't know when it was, but not in like the 1829 time. Period. No, okay. They I believe gotcha. that Jesus, after he was resurrected, came I back. Nothing about Mormon and <laughs> and and had a big ministry and taught and and preached and da 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 da. And so that is what the Book of Mormon is. It's a story of Jesus coming back again after his resurrection. So if you live in the United States, they they believe that Jesus was here. If you believe in South America, they believe Jesus was there. It's Jesus in the Americas. So that's the stories that exist in the Book of Mormon. And that those truths and teachings were restored through Joseph Smith. And then now they believe... So that's one of the biggest difference. They also believe in modern day prophets that receive revelation who tell us exactly what to do and exactly what not to do. In the Mormon church. In the Mormon church. So they, and where, who, where are those people? They, those are people in Utah. And they just claim that they are endowed with that wisdom? They are called. Oh. 
and I'm not sure how the process works exactly, uh -huh. but there's the prophet, and then he has 12 apostles, uh -huh. and then he has what is called the Quorum of the Seventy, and all of those people are advisors and kind of, it's kind of a checks and balances, but uh -huh. the prophet can receive, believes, the Mormon church believes that he receives prophecy straight from God, and so whatever he says to do, that's what they do. Oh. And so, like, the whole, you know how a lot of, lots of Mormons have, like, um, uh, a lot of food storage? It was because somebody, a prophet, said that at some point we're going to need two years' worth of food. Oh, so they... Stored. Oh. So Mormons, very obedient Mormons, have two years of food. So if our country goes to shit, find a Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> and they will have two years' worth of food. So what about the multiple wives? That is uh, when, when it started, when uh -huh. Mormonism started and was created, it was their aim to create as many Mormons as possible okay. to populate. So like Brigham Young had like 50-something, 60, I don't know how many wives, but tons and tons <laughs> Tom's and tons. Tom's worst and nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what's... What's hard is if you really learn about Mormonism, a lot of these wives were very young, like 14, 15, mm -hmm. 16. Mm -hmm. And they, I mean, I think, I don't know how many children, Google it, how many children Brigham Young had, but it was a ton. Anyway, it's there's a lot of big differences. And they believe their temples are very sacred and only Mormons can go there. So like my siblings who were married in the temple, I couldn't go to their wedding because oh. I'm not Mormon. I just sit outside and wait. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I wasn't allowed to huh. go. So, yeah. so it's a very uh, exclusive faith. I would, I perceive it as a very fifty-six. He had fifty-six wives. I said fifty-four. Fifty-six children. Oh, he had fifty-six children. How many wives? Um, he had maybe twenties, thirties. I don't know. Lots. Okay, I'll figure it out. Yeah. So that was the whole point. Yeah. Was to multiply. Yeah. And create yeah. as many Mormons as possible. Fifty-five. 55 wives? Yeah. I said 54. That's oh, nice. impressive. That is. 55 <laughs> wives and 56 children? Yeah. Shit. That's a shit pot it's a of kid money. for almost every wife, I guess. Huh? Yeah. One for one. And, you know, they might have lost, I don't know. True. Yeah, that's Anyways, so interesting. So, but I am grateful that I got to get leave, you know, that I live in a country because I, I think about how miserable I was as a Mormon. Mm -hmm. Like it really stole my spirit believing that, like being so. Why? Because it was so rigid? It was so rigid and it was so exclusive and it was so like us versus you. And, you know, I, they also believe in the Bible, but the hardest part for me was I would read the Bible and I did have this knowledge and love for Jesus. And I was like, y'all, like this, this, this faith and this man don't seem to go hand in hand to me. Uh huh. Like Jesus was not exclusive. Right. <laughs> it's one of right. the things I, I love about him right. the most. Is right. He, he was anything but exclusive. Well, religion should not be exclusive. It should not be no. exclusive. You know, the yeah. doors should be open to all, even yeah. if you don't believe exactly the same thing. Exactly. That, you know, growing up in the Baptist church, I, you know, I there were things about the Baptist religion that I did not believe in. I, for example, I do not believe in hell. 
And, but, you know, you had to go down to the front to confess and to be accepted into the church. And I did it like, I don't know, four or five times just to make sure I had my bases covered. <laughs> I mean, I did. Because they would have this Hell altar. yeah, because they They'd scare have, the hell out well, of you. Well, they, they had this altar call and then people, you know, and they did it every Sunday and people would go down to the front. And then I just, I, you know, I was like six the first time I did it. And then I did it like at eight, maybe ten. <laughs> Girl, I can't even imagine how cute you were. This cute little blonde, stick-legged girl with all her sins. <laughs> Brown stain walking, on her teeth. Yeah. <laughs> walking down the aisle to confess Just all precious. her sins. <laughs> I need to confession a lot. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so I, I think that's what's interesting is mm-hmm. that we can take what we like and leave mm-hmm. the rest. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, nobody knows for absolute nobody certain. Knows. And the fact that we can choose... Yep. You know, I what think, feels good to us. Uh-huh, and what resonates in our mm-hmm. gut Souls. or in our soul. Mm-hmm. And even though my father was a deacon and and my mother ended up being a deacon too in the Second Baptist Church because that was the liberal Baptist Church, which is an oxymoron in itself, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, but, totally. but, you know, but they, but they were very open-minded to different people's mm-hmm. beliefs. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the hellfire and damnation that when we lived in the little town of Brownfield with the minister standing up and pounding the podium it was very scary. And, you know, but it, but they, but my father, even though he was, very committed to the Baptist church, was extremely open-minded mm. and really kind of embraced. I, I mean, his philosophy was that the key is that we learn to worship, which gives us the stability of trusting in something bigger than ourselves, Yeah, you know, which helps you live your life yeah, if you totally. believe that there's something else. You uh, know, I love... What were you going to say, Kevin? Oh, sorry. I mean... No. Uh, I was just going to say something I would wonder lately... I had a niece who was born about four or five months ago, mm-hmm. and I thought about, you know, in our family, uh, godparents are a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So I genuinely oh, thought about, big, yeah. would I be discounted as a potential godfather because of not being practicing oh, Catholic? What's the answer? I don't know. I don't want to ask that. You know, <laughs> oh. it's a weird thing. And if I was gifted something like that, I would attend every one of the sacraments. You know, I would be of there course. for baptism, first communion, reconciliation, confirmation, all that stuff. I just, I, I wonder. I mean, we have had godparents that weren't catholic but i don't know you know that's that's my sister and her husband's choice yeah. i don't know what they're how they feel about that but i'm curious yeah yeah that's interesting it is interesting but i think the whole freedom to choose that part of our life is just such a gift yeah and you know what i think it's courageous too like i commend you kev and i commend me and i commend you janice like cuz we were brought up in such a, this is the way, yeah. the only way, the only way mm-hmm. mentality. And mm-hmm. I do think, I mean, I want my children to explore what faith means to them, what worship means to them, what, what feeds them. It's, it's something that when I talk to couples and do premarital counseling, one of the weeks we talk about faith and marriage and, you know, so many people think that this whatever it's weird this telling a child is, that as fact because that's exactly what they'll perceive it as of you know? course i mean of course they trust you implicitly exactly. as, yeah. as the parent i would have i w- i trusted my parents implicitly that the mormon way was the only way and i i trusted that but 
I want, I have introduced a faith to my children. Yeah. But if they go to college and they, they fall in love or some, something else speaks to them, I, I want, I want them to explore what feels meaningful to them. Because it is an individual thing Mm -hmm. and it's an, and there's another right, one of the freedoms that we have in this country is the freedom to make choices for ourselves and that the individual is you know I was thinking today about the all the aspects of freedom that I really value and one of the one of the things that I value a lot is my freedom to put myself first Mm. you're really good at that I am and you have taught me I've practiced (laughs) to 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 not feel bad about that yeah yeah, I mean, and it's not going to be... I'm still be, practicing too, but I feel like you just nail that shit. Well, it's just, it's not <laughs> that good. I don't consider other people, of but course. when something comes right down to it, I do enjoy the freedom of being able to say yes or no. Mm-hmm. That's not going to work for me or... That doesn't yes, feel good to me. No, and and that's I okay, totally, yep. you know, and that, but that was because I spent most of my life people-pleasing and mm-hmm. trying to do what was right in parentheses, you know, and, and the, once I got my divorce, which was probably the hardest thing I ever went through, uh, I was able to individualize myself and feel really good about it and kind of take what you like and leave the rest and pick and choose and all of that for our own value systems. And I think that is one of the very most important things that I have. I love that you said that. I think I think people have a very difficult time that that I I think a lot of times I know I was so out of touch with what was best for me or what I even wanted because I was so, it was so important to me to make sure that everybody else was okay. Yeah. And don't be selfish. Don't be selfish. Don't be selfish. Don't be selfish. And good Christian people are thoughtful and they put other people before themselves and they're selfless and blah, 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 blah. But when you, when you live like that to such an extreme that you lose yourself, you have absolutely no idea what's even, what even feels good to you. I mean, two weeks ago, I went to dinner with two dear, dear, dear friends. And I was the first night I'd been out since Uh with girls since my uh, accident. And I was having lunch with another dear friend of mine, Natalie. And I said, you know what? I just discovered I don't like going out with girlfriends anymore at night. Like, I really, really appreciated it so much when I got divorced uh-huh. because I, there were a lot of nights I was lonely. Um, but I, I, it was a season that I just, you know, felt like I had to, like... So what did you not like about it? I, do, I don't like being away from home at night. I like Oh, because of your kids? Not even because of my kids. It could just be I want to be home. But like or I and alone. Um, but like I love going to dinner with Craig. I love having dates. I love going out to dinner with friends with Craig. I love date that kind of date. But like a girls' night out, I would rather just go to lunch with my girlfriends and then like be home. I just I really like just being having a more quiet life I don't I don't want to drink a lot I don't need I don't need that not that you have to drink a lot if no, you go with you girlfriends <laughs> you know what I mean but uh 
I don't know, but one of the things that Natalie said that I loved and it was so simple, she was like, so now you don't ever have to do that again. Uh-huh. And I'm like, yeah, I never have to do that again. It was something so simple and silly and stupid, but I'm like, that, that is my choice. Uh-huh, it is. And you don't, I don't yeah. ever have to do that again. Say yes when you want to say yeah. yes and say no when you want to say no. But that is a muscle mm-hmm. that is that I think is real. Is it hard for you to say no, Kev? Yeah, definitely. Are you a people pleaser? Mm-hmm. I'm not good at it. Really? Mm-hmm. Do you not? Do you know when you're not being good at it? Mm-hmm. I didn't even know when I wasn't being good at it. I was so bad at people pleasing. That Me too. <laughs> I can realize it after the fact. I just thought I was, I mean, I was just taught to be nice. Yeah. So then, me too. so for me, that meant that you just do say whatever yes anybody and else agree. wants say, you to do. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's true. But when I hear you say no or I hear you put boundaries around mm-hmm. things, it's something that I really admire. And it reminds well, me that I can do the same. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that will work. Have you guys ever heard me say no for to anything? No. <laughs> ever. Never. <laughs> Actually, exactly. never. Can I, have, can I have your salary for today? <laughs> okay, see, that I could say no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're setting me up for that. <laughs> but you, I th- you know, another ahead. thing that I think is so valuable uh, to me is given the choice to leave leave a job, mm. leave a relationship if it's toxic, to leave a friendship if it is if it has toxicity to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wouldn't leave my children, mm-hmm. but if I had a child that was, uh, you know, shooting heroin and stealing mm-hmm. jewelry and mm-hmm. stuff like that, then I you'd have might, boundaries. I would have boundaries around mm-hmm. it, and that is. I like. I really like that because if you don't have the right to the choice to leave, then you can't choose to stay. Mm-hmm. And choosing to stay out of duty is going to not have the same effect. So you know, when you choose to to be there, then that's on us, and yeah. that is where we feel fulfilled. Yeah. But to say no. Yeah. And or to leave a relationship that doesn't work. And that was extremely hard for me to wrap my brain around. Oh, I think it's extremely difficult for a lot of people. And I don't think it's gender specific. No, I don't either. I think a lot of men have just they as do much the, of the yeah. duty and this is mm-hmm. meant, you know, mm-hmm. the, yeah. this way. One of the things that I really liked and I'd be interested to hear your perspective that you wrote is freedom to feel. Oh, yeah. What does that mean to you? I think that's the freedom to feel sad, to feel angry, to feel full of joy, to feel all of those feelings, and to know what to do with them and how to feel them. And it's identification of it, breathe it in, blow it out, but allow oneself the ability to have those feelings and feel them so that they'll heal so that you don't have to try to medicate them or push them away or eat them away with food or whatever shopping or whatever those things are and I think that because I never I was not taught to feel my feelings Mm-mm. you know my feelings didn't matter no up. well nope. mine I, I I just don't ever think we just didn't talk about it we weren't supposed to feel angry you oh, know? we were not supposed to feel. The only feelings in my house that mattered growing up were my mom's. Oh, our yeah. entire house revolved around 
my mom's feelings. So nobody else's feelings in my house. If mama ain't even, happy, ain't nobody yeah, happy. That mm-hmm. dumb saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say all of our feelings mattered in my yeah for sure. Really? Yeah, absolutely. That's did they so talk lucky. about it? Did your parents talk to you as a boy to feel sad and to cry that it was okay to cry? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Wow, that, that's good. That's really good. That's something that was a guy that once you get older, especially when you hit like you know maturity ages, though it kind of oh, yeah. it's undoes done does itself, you know. But yeah, I see it in my boys, and I really don't like. They do not like to talk about their feelings. They don't want to feel their feelings. Like when that's of, an age thing. I mean, yeah, big time. I, I think it uh-huh, is. I think it is too. I I really hope they grow out of it. You know, I, I think really, they will. Really hope. Well, mostly there's always going to be some semblance of it. It's amazing that you had that freedom, Kev. Kudos to your parents. We always talked about if someone was sad, and I mean, we all got angry at each other at times. It, the That's one healthy. person I would say whose feelings we never really talked about were my dad. Hmm. Oh, he never talked about his feelings. No. Yeah, my dad really. Didn't. I never really knew what my dad was feeling. My Unless dad did late in life or happy, you know. That's yeah, good. yeah, you know when there. they're yeah. yeah. You know, that uh, I remember when Owen was little, and he was like probably five, and he hurt himself, and he started crying, and there was a a woman there that had some, that was, you know, in his life, and she was like, no, 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 don't cry, don't cry, you're, Mm -hmm. be a big boy, be a big boy, and I was like, no, no. No, no, he can cry. Oh. He can cry, you yeah. know, because, I mean, there's so I've many. I've certainly never seen my father cry. I can say that. For- wow. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Never. My dad wow. was a crier. Wow. Yeah, my dad was a crier, too. I saw my dad cry. Me I mean, too. even most recently when my grandmother died, his mother, I mean, I cried several times after that. Wow. And, and I'm like, he, huh? He didn't cry. He never cried at your, no. even when... Oh, bless his I kept heart. asking my mom, like, how is he? She's like, he's fine. Seems the same as always. Oh. It's like she had a nice long life. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but still. Yeah. It can still be sad. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Well, we've come a long way in that we area, sure too. And as oh. women, we can feel angry. And it mm-hmm. sucks that it happened during Thank COVID. God. And so yeah. there's no visitation and all that. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a that's rough even, time. That's really sad. Yeah. Oh. That's, that makes me very sad. Me, too. Yeah, I really like that you said that about women getting, women are allowed to get angry now, uh-huh, which well, yeah, yeah, has changed well, over the sure. last 50 years. <laughs> <laughs> Much to your dismay. Yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. Experienced that firsthand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, because women just, they, you know, they just. Put up, shut up. Uh-huh, they just put mm-hmm. up, shut up. Mm-hmm. That's right. I don't think I'd like to be with someone who's like that, though. I, I don't know. No, I don't think so don't either. Like because well, that's not an authentic it's relationship. Weird. Yeah. No, and it's like no, it's going to come out sideways. Yeah, yeah. it'll you come. Uh huh. It'll come out. It will. It'll one come way out or another. One, yeah. Uh huh. No more sex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, or they just lose attraction for you. You yeah. just stop having sex. Yeah. You know, and not even you don't even have to withhold it. You just become less attracted to each other. Well, and you know the the thing about. Uh, about having the freedom to feel our feelings and if we can have the freedom, feel the freedom in our relationships to talk about it, it that's what creates that intimacy. That right. into me you see and into you I see and then that that emotional intimacy 
comes out being in physical intimacy and mm-hmm. then into sexual intimacy. So it mm-hmm. really is the co- payoff. It's the cohesive mm-hmm. fiber of a relationship mm-hmm. is that vulnerability of of talking about feelings. And it, it's hard. Oh, it's really and hard. And it's still hard for me sometimes. Uh, me too. I you mean, know? we teach people how to do it and yeah. it's still hard. Yeah. I think one of the best things that you have said and to me and also on the podcast is, you know, when you do that, you really do feel like you're unzipping yourself. Yeah. You know, you start at the top of your head and if you just, you, you Go visualize and, a mm-hmm. zipper going all the way down and it's exposure. And then you crack it open like, mm, what's going to happen if they actually see what's yeah. really going on? Yeah. Will they leave? Will they stay? Will they be disgusted? Will they laugh? Will yeah. they put me down for that? It's, yep. it's scary. It is scary. Until you get used to it. Yeah. And then it's not so scary anymore. That's why the first six months of dating anyone, you you always say, say seems. He seems great. He uh-huh. seems, uh-huh. she seems uh-huh. like appears. a really good uh-huh. mom. You know, uh-huh. there's a uh-huh. lot of, because. Everyone's on their best behavior. Yes. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> it's the marketing phase. Yeah. I'm marketing me. You're marketing you. It's like a big job interview. Yeah, it is. It's what like the long longest job. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. But you're both the interviewer interview. and the interviewee. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. You both want and need the yeah. job. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> exactly. And that's a freedom. So nobody's picking our partners. Yeah. How great is that? Thank God. Yeah. Yeah, that would be awful. Can it, you imagine an arranged marriage? No. 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 Have you it ever took me watched. 30 years to even. Do- Imagine any marriage. <laughs> <laughs> that is a dream. Have y'all? Have either of y'all ever watched on Netflix "Married at First Sight"? Yeah, yes. at, at least watches that. I've, I've seen. I watch it. I like it. Love that show. Have is you that watched the, show the, with the last guy with, one? The guy who has yes. no neck. Huh? Isn't the guy with no <laughs> neck on there? Or is that 90 Day Fiance? Maybe I'm thinking of that. I don't know a no neck guy. Yeah, well, there's one guy in one, either one of those shows. Anyway, he has no neck. If you just Google guy with no neck, he pops up. So. Are you serious? From that show, yeah. Oh my! I'll show you it to you guys like after the show. Literally, no it's, neck. It's just, like he has no neck. I don't know how to explain it. It's like, really does strange. he have a problem, or does he? I don't just... think so. It's just the way he's configured. <laughs> but Googling I'm googling. Google it and show Good show Tofa. Guy with no neck. Everybody listening right now is googling while they're walking. I guarantee you, guy with some no neck on about. ninety day fiance. <laughs> Show me a picture. Okay, I'm trying to find one. Images. Here we go. You'll see exactly what I mean. <laughs> Too bad we don't. <gasps> <laughs> she just gasped. It's like, oh, he really. It's just has not there. Well, no it would neck. be there. Look at that one in the top right. That's like a perfect example. It of would sure. be there. Well, I think it's. I think it's because his neck is large, very large. Maybe, but it looks like his head, it's like <laughs> chin, on. shoulder, like chin, <laughs> sternum. I mean, it's... That poor man. I hope he doesn't listen to our oh, podcast. Well, they had a fiance. I, mean, I don't know how that worked out, but... <laughs> Did they choose each other? Is 90 Day Fiance choosing each so. other? See, on you know, Married at Married First, first Sight. Married at Yeah. I, would you ever do that? No. I mean, on what planet, in what world... You cannot be mentally sound to day, do it. And age. Well, maybe they're kind of maybe they're having trouble finding somebody, and this is kind of their last, you know, chance. They may think so. (laughs) That's a big roll of the dice. It is a big dice roll. Yeah, I would not want to be a matchmaker. I had a friend who was a matchmaker, and she was. I mean, it costs like fifty thousand dollars for a man to sign up. So she matched 
very wealthy men with women. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it was she was so interesting. I haven't talked to her in Did she find 10 years. a guy on oh. that thing? Oh, no, she, she... She married a guy? No, she is the matchmaker. She's, matchmaker. She's oh, matching oh, people. Oh, oh, So oh, she gets... Oh. that. She charges like $50,000. Wow, and then she vets these... And then she... Uh-huh. High quality or whatever. Yeah. Is worth $50,000 yeah. I told you the woman. story about I when like she... I feel like I'd be worth more. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just the cost for them to be in her... In her I wouldn't even be in the running. Huh, to be a client, they they have to pay like fifty thousand oh, dollars. That was way back grief. then. Did I tell you, I told you this story about when I went on one of the dates and there was we went out and had. Did I tell you the story about spinach on my tooth? So, oh yes, 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 yes. <laughs> but tell it just in case okay, people haven't so, heard it. Cause. So this friend of mine who did this matching said, "I have a guy that I." She's just a friend. She said, "You want to go out with this guy? He's he, I think he's a really nice guy, and he's successful, and all of that." And I was like, "Okay." So he comes and picks me up, and I open the door, and I'm like, "Oh, he just was not very cute at all." Mm. And so we went to a really nice restaurant and had uh, the first course. We had uh, oysters Rockefeller, and and so then we talked, and so you know, there's spinach in that, and then. Yeah, and, and cheese then, and bacon. I love that. I do too. And then, so good. And then we go. Then we then we go. Then we have our dinner, and then after that, we went to the mansion to have a drink. Wow. And and so this was over a period of like probably two and a half hours, and so he took me home, and and the whole time we were out, I, I was thinking in my head, this guy is not for me, and I was like, oh, ha, 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 just being just. Just fake on and your date. on my date, fake <laughs> yeah. and dramatic, you know, and so and I'm thinking, oh yeah, this guy's just not enough to me, you know. So he takes me home and I just practically got out of the car and ran to the door and went upstairs. And when I looked in the mirror, and the whole time I'm thinking, oh, I'm a lot cuter than he is, and I'm uh. a lot blah 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 blah. <laughs> looked in the mirror and there was a piece of spinach on my front tooth. That, that was stuck felt? to it that I never felt. And the whole time I'm going, ha, 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 laughing. And then it looked like thinking I you're didn't. So think, much better looking I'm than this so guy. so cute. And there was like, and it looked Even like. Even if you go in the bathroom, that's something I always forget to check, you know. No, but you should. Yeah, you should. Yeah. Sure you should. I mean, I was like, okay, Janice, the joke's on <laughs> you. <laughs> Did he ever call you back? No. <laughs> <laughs> Once you have fake teeth, that happens way more, I feel like. I oh, looked no. I I looked like a person without a tooth. Oh my gosh, that is hilarious. (laughs) And it wasn't like in between teeth. It was hugging my tooth. Oh my gosh. You have told that story, but I always kind of forget some portion of it. That's really funny. Yeah. It kind of serves us right to bite us in our back. Yeah. (laughs) So our parents are not, I would have been better off if, he would have been better off if somebody had arranged it differently. You know, a couple months ago, three, four, I don't know, I did a wedding um, in Katy, Texas, and I landed in Houston and took an Uber to Katy. Uh-huh. And my Uber Uber driver was from Afghanistan. Oh, and he he has a wife here. Uh huh. It was it was seriously one of the most. It was like a, I don't know, 45 minute drive. So I had a lot of time on my hands with this guy and his life was so fascinating. So he was in Afghanistan and he worked as a translator for the, uh, for us. 
for, oh. the, for the U.S. Oh. So, I mean, he risked his life, his family, yeah. um, but he was helping us. And he's a translator, and he was madly in love. I mean, I got this whole story, and, and I was like almost in tears by the end of it. He was madly in love with a female soldier, U.S. soldier. They were madly in love. And they both, uh, he, they would be on missions, he called them, and then they'd be at the base together. So whenever they were at the base together, they'd sneak to see each oh. other because you're not allowed to spend oh, the he, night. he would have been killed. Yes. yes. You're not allowed to spend the night. And he, at the time, he wasn't married. So he was a single guy working for the U.S. and staying wherever the mission was, helping translate, and fell in love with this American woman. They are passionately in love with each other for years, six years. They had this secret relationship. Like four years into it, his parents come to him and say, we found you a wife. And no. he says, no, 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 no. I don't want, I don't want to get married. And, and so it is a huge disgrace in their tradition. If you, if your mother chooses your bride and you turn that and away, you turn that away. Oh my gosh. You disgrace your mother, you disgrace your family. And so he had no choice. He had no choice but to marry this woman from Afghanistan. And he but he's devastated because he's madly in love with this American yeah. woman. So he get he has to marry this he has to marry this Afghanistan woman. Sight unsee. Never saw her. I think he said he saw her the day before they were gonna get married. Yeah. Yeah. And wasn't attracted to her, never loved her, has no feelings for her whatsoever, even today. They have five children. So he married her. He had to. Had to. He had to. <gasps> it would disgrace his family. Uh, six months after he got married to this woman from Afghanistan, the arranged marriage, you know, blah, blah, blah. He's, he's still able to go on these missions. Uh -huh. with the Americans. And so he is still madly in love with this woman and loves her and is still intimate with her. I mean, I asked him, I was like, would you oh, still sleep with yeah. her? And he was like, heck yeah. I mean, he was, he's like, she was the love of my life. She was bombed. She was killed in Afghanistan while they were on their mission together. And so she died. Um, and so he loses the love of his life, American, and is married to this Afghanistan woman. And, and it's a secret. Nobody even knows that, that his... He can't even grieve. And this, is, this has been like 25 years now. So he's been married to his wife for 25... And I said, do you like her? He said, no. I said, do you enjoy oh. her? He said, no. And he secretly wishes she got bombed. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was a little cold. <laughs> he could have probably arranged that, but at least he didn't. We didn't go that deep, but <laughs> have he, you contemplated he murder? Probably but if he would had have a choice that. of one on one side, you know, oh, I bet well, they have kids. You know, that's different. Yeah, I mean, well, and the Americans got him out, saved, got his family out, and so he's here now in America, safe and sound. But he said there is not a day that goes by that he doesn't still grieve over the loss. Of and the, he can talk to perfect strangers about it, but not his wife. That would be a or a family. That would be a really or good, probably best friends. It's like a That'd personal be a good prison. movie. Yeah, I it would know. be. Wouldn't it? Be sad as shit. 
Oh, I was so devastated listening to that story. And I mean, that's, that is happening right now. Like, that's not, this is in our lifetime. This is in our, this guy was young, like younger than me. And well, maybe about, cause he's been married for 25 years. So maybe about my age. Yeah. But Does he even have a picture of her or anything? I, I don't know. I didn't ask that. He's got to have a picture. So. Got to yeah. have a picture. Yeah, somewhere. Anyway. I just want to know what she looks like. Now. You want to talk about freedom? I mean, he's he's been, and his entire life is ruined. And he, he says whenever, so he has five girls. And the mother is very much Afghanistan tradition. She believes that she is going to pick their husbands because this is the tradition. And he said- Even when, here in America. Here, here, in America. It's just weird to even picture that happening in America. I know it. I know <laughs> it. He says that whenever he can get his girls alone, like he says, you know, he'll take one to school or he'll take one to an activity. He says to them- Don't let this Don't happen let to you. Don't let this happen to you. I will do everything in my power. And I said, and because you're the man, don't you have the ultimate Yeah, can say? he veto he that? He can veto it. And so, but he tells his girls all the time, like- Wow. You, you love, you fall in love, you get married. But I mean, I was just blown away that we are living in a world where people are experiencing that kind of hell. And this man's going to stay married to this woman until one of them dies. Well, there are a lot of people who stay married yeah. to someone that they're not in love with anymore or that oh, no. treats them poorly or. Especially if there's yeah. kids. Yeah, especially if really? this. Yes. God. Yeah, so that's we a that's are free a huge, to leave. You know, I know, and we're free to stay and we're free to go. I know. And it's a great freedom. It is. It is something that we really take for granted. It is. I it mean, is. I I date Craig because I choose. Of you're course. With, you're with Tom. You're oh with Elise. Oh my gosh. Because yes. that's it's our choice. It's our choice. And the freedom to choose in so many different areas of mm-hmm. our lives. Mm-hmm. You know, it would be a good thing to do with your kids. Like if you're sitting at the dinner table or on July 4th, you know, go around the circle and ask your kids, what are you what are you the most grateful for? What freedom. What freedom. Mm-hmm. That would is, be that would interesting. Because be. I think we do take a lot of it for granted. We don't even know that it, that there are, we don't even really consider that that it could be different because it's all we've ever known. Yeah, it is. You know? Yeah, Freedom is all we It's impossible not know. to take it for granted. It is impossible it is. to and take it for okay. granted. And that's okay. I mean, it is okay. As long as you're still grateful, sure. you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, and at some point there's acknowledgement, you know. Oh, yeah. When I when I lost my children, I thought, you know, I was always real judgy about people who who weren't perfect moms or who took their children for granted, and I yeah. always thought to myself, "Oh my god, I if, would if, never do that." I would never do that. And mm-hmm. uh, let me tell you, I've done all of it <laughs> <laughs> with all three of my children. Yeah. Yeah, don't ever say never. <laughs> never say never. <laughs> all right. Well, happy 4th oh, of July. Everybody, and uh, be grateful. I love that exercise that you yeah. encouraged us to do. I'm going to do that with my kids. Yeah, I think it, it's it's good to n- be conscious enough mm-hmm. of our freedoms, even if it's just once a yeah. year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, y'all Thanks. have a happy fourth. Thanks for listening.